0: I think all of this goes back to being your own advocate, and that you never have to do anything. Mm -hmm. You never have to take the birth control pill, or get your uterus cut out, or do anything, you don't have to steam. You don't have to get acupuncture. You don't have to do anything. You have to advocate for what you want to do. Mm -hmm. I think that's the main thing.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to your own intuition for what's right for your body and then seek out or don't seek out whatever you want.
2: Yes. Hey friends, Hannah here with the Practically Well podcast, where I will be bringing you amazing holistic guests to educate, inspire, and empower you to live your healthiest, fullest life in a practical way. As an acupuncturist and coach, I believe that the mind and body are deeply connected and that when we can tap into these natural reservoirs within ourselves and heal, anything is possible. So it is my goal to bring you a variety of transformative topics and practices to the table in a simple, digestible way, so that you can break down old barriers, seek out new holistic methods, and uplevel your mindset and life so that you can get wherever you want to go. It is all in your hands and I am here to be your guide. So let's get started.
1: Hey friends, and welcome to another beautiful day on the Practically Well podcast. I am joined today by Holly Lieber. She is a licensed acupuncturist, herbalist, Yoni steam therapist, and our Vigo abdominal massage therapist. So today we're going to be talking about uh, one of my new favorite concepts related to women's health, which is Yoni steaming. We're also going to be talking about her newest modality, our Vigo abdominal massage, and it's really just going to be an amazing conversation about all things women's health. So all you ladies out there listening, this is for you. Um, So Holly was actually the one to introduce me to this concept of Yoni steaming a few years ago when we met on an acupuncturist without borders trip, which will no doubt be part of the conversation as well. And I'm just so excited to be having this discussion with her today and to bring you more information about all these really, really important topics regarding women's health. So with that being said, let's welcome Holly to the show. Welcome girl.
0: Thank you. Happy to be here.
1: Yes, I know. We were just saying before I pressed record that we haven't seen each other since that trip. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad that you're here and we're going to be diving into all these really amazing topics. I feel like that's a lot of this information for me got started when we first met. So I'm excited to dive into it further. Um, so just to kind of as a jumping off point, um, I'd love it. If you could introduce yourself to the listeners, tell us, you know, a little bit about you, what you do and what led you to this career path that you're on now.
0: Yeah. So, um, I guess it all started with yoga, which is funny because it's not part of something that I do professionally right now. Um, But I think starting in yoga from a very young age kind of set me up to be more holistically minded. Um, And then I went to acupuncture school after I graduated from college. And it was an acupuncture school where I first learned that being on birth control was not curing or treating my period issues. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, So, And I think at that point, I didn't even really know that your period had any sort of information or relevance to Mm -hmm. your overall health, um, which is kind of ridiculous because I was 24. um, And Mm -hmm. I don't think that's an uncommon story either. Oh, no. So um, so I learned about that. I stopped taking the pill. Um, and I didn't have a period for quite some time. So it was definitely masking some underlying issues. Mm. Um, so that kind of sent me pretty much that started the trajectory of the rest of everything that I've studied, um, because I've been so fascinated by the, I'll say the the female body, I'm always trying to be respectful of like female woman, you know, female yeah. anatomy. body. <clears throat> yeah. um, so I've been fascinated by that. Um, and so that led me to, um, yeah, focus on that certainly with acupuncture and herbs in school. Um, and then I found our abdominal massage um, that someone suggested to me for my period issues. Um, and then it was through that that I actually learned initially about yoni steaming. And there wasn't, at that time, this was like 2016, um, there wasn't very much information. It was kind of like random YouTube videos. And that, that was the when I found Steamy Chick, mm-hmm. Kelly Gartha. Um, who is an amazing awesome woman and she her business has since just been like booming yeah and um and I think yoni steaming is becoming a little bit more popular nowadays which is awesome um so I studied that um and she actually calls it peristeam hydrotherapy so I just uh, yeah I want to give a shout out to her that there is a difference between Yoni steaming for therapeutic purposes and doing it as just sort of like a, I mean, it's all self-care, but mm-hmm. doing it as just um, to, to take time and space away, like taking a bath sort of thing, mm-hmm. like giving your vagina or your your Yoni a bath um, versus trying to treat cycle-related issues, cysts, fibroids, working for fertility, like there's some specific Guidelines, which I'm sure we'll get into, mm-hmm. um, when you're using it for therapeutic pur- purposes versus just using it, um, yeah, sort of for self care.
1: Yeah, yeah, big difference there. Absolutely. Yeah. So
0: anyway, I went into kind of a tangent, but <laughs> no, you're fine. That's my story of how I got interested in all of this.
1: Awesome. So, awesome. Yeah. I, and I feel like it's so many fellow healers will say this as well. You know, I know it was part of my journey that you have something going on in your life and you're seeking out different methods because one system or another hasn't done it for you and you're looking for answers. And that's what leads you to whatever modality you find. And then of course it becomes a whole trajectory of all these other healing modalities. And then, you know, eventually you end up getting into it yourself. So, because it's been so beneficial. So that's, that's awesome that it, not that you were having period pain, but that it led to and and different things, but that it led to this this magical trajectory of doing all these different offerings for people now and and being able being so well versed in what healthy, balanced women's health looks like. Totally, um, yeah. So, kind of with that being said, um, what are some of the misconceptions in today's society about like what a healthy cycle is and what you know from a fertility perspective like what needs to be in place and, and just kind of from a gem- general women's health perspective like what information is true that we're being told how can we start to see it differently? you know what is your perspective on that?
0: Yeah um, <laughs> I have a very strong perspective and I I guess I want to be sensitive to or to be clear that, This is just my opinion from all of the information that I've gathered. And I do think it's important that every woman does, every female anatomy person does what feels best for them. And so with that said, hormonal birth control, I think is one of the main things that there needs to be more clarification on for Mm -hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. So when I was 15 and went to the gynecologist, <clears throat> because I got my, pe- I would get my period about every three months, which for a 15 year old girl who has recently started menstruating is actually normal. It takes, there's some irregularity at the beginning when you first start getting your period. And then that, ha- that can happen again uh, in perimenopause as well. Mm-hmm. And So to give a 15 year old girl synthetic hormones before her body ever has an opportunity to create its own balance um, and hormonal fluctuation, I think is a huge, huge disservice to that
2: person. Mm.
0: So I, and I think outside of that, there also wasn't any conversation about this could potentially impact your emotional well-being, your hormonal health for the rest of your life, could impact your libido, who you're attracted to. There was no, it was just, here's this packet that's going to regulate your cycle. Mm -hmm. So that's another big piece of this is that it's used as a band-aid treatment to what they'll call regulating your cycle, but it's not actually regulating your cycle. It's just suppressing your hormones with synthetic hormones so that there isn't any cycle. You don't ovulate on the pill. Um, And this is also true of any other hormonal birth control like the hormonal IUD, for example, too. Mm -hmm. So it's not just, just the birth control pill. Um, so, so essentially it's not, it's not regulating anything. It's just Mm -hmm. creating its own thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so if there is an underlying, um, nutritional deficiency, or if there are cysts or fibroids, or, um, there's some sort of like lifestyle, whether it's diet, exercise, things that you, could be doing differently, getting acupuncture, the all of these types of things. Um the birth control pill will mask any symptoms, whether it's cycle irregularities, pain, you know, all of these types of things. Um so you're never actually getting to the root cause of what's creating these imbalances. You're just putting a band-aid over top of it and kind of just like pretending it's not there. So then when you go off of the birth control pill, if you do that at some point, then the symptoms will come back and usually they'll come back even worse than they were beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, so the so that is, is just like a really huge issue that you could have an entire, like-
1: In a, a whole, whole other podcasting.
0: podcast. On, so I'm just kind of like grazing the surface. Yeah. Um, but I think that also speaks to another big issue is that women aren't educated about what's happening in their bodies. So for uh, another thing that I'm, I'm very interested in and have studied, but don't have any sort of title related to it is a fer- fertility awareness. Um, mm-hmm. So I've studied with, do you know, Lisa Hendrickson Jack, who has fertility Friday podcast?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've heard of her.
0: She's And so I've taken some of her classes, I'm going to do be doing this uh, mentorship program with her, but I haven't done it yet. Um, But that is something that I think that every woman would hugely benefit from learning, even if it's not used, in particular for birth control, which you can use it for that, or for um, conception purposes as well, or even just to see what's going on with your hormones. Mm Um. So yeah, I think um, that women aren't educated about, for example, one of the things that I took from my high school um, health class was that you can get pregnant any day ever of your cycle. Like if you have sex and you're not protected, you will get pregnant, period. (laughs) (laughs) There wasn't any conversation around cervical fluid around ovulation and mm-hmm. that actually you can only get pregnant six days out of your cycle. I actually said that to my mom the other day and she was <laughs> surprised.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: She's 64. Yeah. I mean it is so anyway um so I think it's it's education um and and I think for healthcare providers and for women and I mean I've had to really fight to find this information. I've had to study and read and listen to millions of podcasts. And I love this kind of stuff, but for Mm -hmm. the average woman, this information should be available in your high school health class in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I hope I've answered your question at least a little bit.
1: Yeah, no, no, you absolutely have. And, and I think just everything that you're saying is resonating so much, and I personally like I can speak to my own birth control journey. Mm-hmm. I've tried everything out there pretty much, mm-hmm. I've had a horrible reaction to every single thing in some way or another. And the last thing I tried was the IUD and had horrible pain, like it was just so. Eventually, I had to have it taken out. And my, I mean, I can speak to it, my hormones have been a little like whoa because I've been on birth control for so long. And so that's one of the many things that's pushed me to get certified in yoni steaming and learn more about it and learn, you know, practice what I preach as an acupuncturist. Cause you know, we, we talk about the same thing with our clients in regards to other issues every day, you know, why are you having chronic headaches? Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. You can take an Advil and it'll go away, but mm-hmm. wh- why are you having these chronic headaches? Like what's underneath it? And so I think this perspective when it comes to women's health is, is just so very much in alignment with that treating the root versus treating the branch, because these symptoms are your body trying to speak to you and trying to deliver a message so that you can do what needs to be done to heal it. And I think we're just in such a society nowadays that we want that instant gratification. We just want the, you know, three-step plan. We want to just be able to get rid of whatever is not comfortable in that moment. Um, And I just think we're doing ourselves such a disservice because our bodies are so amazing and they do have so much wisdom and so much insight to offer us and and so much communication that they're trying to share. If, if we can just kind of reconnect that body and mind and Mm -hmm. actually listen to what's happening. So now I love that. And, and, you know, that's I think one of my missions too, now that I'm getting more into this is to start spreading this information because you're right. Like I've been doing some searching as well. And I'm like, where, why is this not just on Google? Like, why is this not readily available for any woman who has questions? Why is this not what your gynecologist is telling you in the office? And Mm -hmm. so I think doing more and more work like this is, and spreading this word as much as we physically can, you know, is, is the one of the first steps to, you know, creating long lasting sustainable change in what women's health looks like. Yeah. 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 So I'd love it if you could tell us about the concept of yoni steaming and just like what some of the benefits are, how it works, Um, because I'm still learning about it, obviously, and and know know a bit, but I'd love to hear from, you know, your more expertise opinion um, so people can understand what this is a little bit more.
0: Yeah, so um, first I'll start with um, the term yoni that maybe not everybody's familiar with, um, but basically it's a Sanskrit word that encompasses the entire female reproductive system. Um, and I some sometimes people will call it vaginal steaming, which I, I think is cool to just get people used to like hearing the word vagina. Um, mm-hmm but it actually isn't just the vagina that is part of this, of what's being steamed. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think yoni is kind of like the most thorough term, which is what I call it. Um, So basically what you do is boil a pot of some sort of clean purified water um, with herbs. And we can talk a little bit more about herbs in particular too, but I'll just kind of give like a general guideline. Um, So you boil that for 10 minutes. And then there's a variety of ways that you can set it up. Some women will just kind of like squat or lean over it, set up chairs, um, cut a hole in a wooden box, um, use the toilet. There's all sorts of ways that you can be really creative about just like getting this practice in. Um, And so uh, Kelly, who's Steamy Chicks, she st- talks about um, the mild steam setup versus the advanced steam setup. And in the mild steam setup, you're only doing 10 minutes of, your, of a steam. And then with the advanced steam setup, you could pretty much do it as long as you wanted to. Um, 45 minutes is kind of the longest usually that is advised. Um, I, I know that... Some women do longer than that, but it's 30 to 45 minutes with the advanced steam setup. Um, so what that entails, basically, you would you would need something to sit on, really, for that yeah. for that length. Do a lot of time. squatting. So I don't know if you've seen like the saunas. They're basically just like a wooden box with a variety of different like cutouts in the top, mm-hmm. um, so that you can just kind of be fully supported. Some women make these like really cool thrones and stuff like that. <laughs> Um, I just have a simple wooden box with like a little diamond shape cut out of it. Um, And then you put some kind of heat source under that, like a little burner, basically a little hot plate kind of thing. And then you can just have the pot with the water and the herbs there and just leave it on low so that it will stay steaming throughout. So that's kind of like the general how it works sort of thing. Um, in terms of like why you would do it, there's so many reasons. <laughs> um, the mo- In most cultures where it's seen most prevalently is um, in the postpartum phase. And because I had a baby pretty <laughs> recently, um, I actually have experience with that now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it was it was really hard for me to get a steam in. I'll say that. So mm-hmm. I, I guess I feel more sensitive now to like the logistics of it. So I would, I would say to anybody that has a, like a postpartum plan, I kind of wish that I had had somebody like taught People around me to set it up for me, mm-hmm. um, or said like I'm gonna do this these days. Can you come over and watch my baby? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that that probably was in cultures that were had more of like a village. So then like the the mom would go and do her postpartum steam, and somebody else would would have her little babe. But so it's great for that to make sure that all of the lochia um, is passed. Any of the any what residual left inside of your body from after the birth is completely cleared out so that once you start menstruating again you're not having horrible cramps or Mm you know any if anything has been left inside there. Um, Speaking of cramps it can also be used for cramps so you would steam prior to your period and at the end of any period to make sure it's the kind of the same thing as with postpartum, make sure everything is cleared out so that for the next cycle, you're not having to get out this like old stagnant blood. It's similar with like acupuncture, just like keeping everything moving. It can also be used for infections, um, which was counterintuitive to me at first because it's a damp heat environment, which is Mm -hmm. like, as you know, in Chinese medicine, not what you would be wanting to have near your genitals, but because you're using the herbs that have this like therapeutic disinfecting quality, it actually counteracts the fact that it's damp and hot. And it's not like you're staying in a damp heat environment for an entire day. It would only be 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, controlled Um, environment. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Cysts, fibroids, endometriosis, um, irregular cycles, Um, And another thing that I had, uh, I got to experiment with was using it for labor preparation.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And I actually wrote a blog about it, which is on my website. If anybody wants to check it out, there is a protocol. So there's no steaming during your period um, or if you're pregnant or could possibly be pregnant. Um, So women, if they're trying to conceive and they've already ovulated, their steaming isn't appropriate in that like wait and see if you're pregnant period
2: Mm -hmm. um
0: and so then if you do know that you're pregnant you wouldn't be steaming during during the pregnancy at all um but then once you get to 38 weeks you can start steaming and you can there's there's like a whole protocol for um steaming for labor prep which i outline um in the blog and also there's some some Nuance to it that would depend on the person, which is mm-hmm. what people like me are, are for, yeah. um, to, to guide women on how to do it most appropriately for their specific case. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it can basically just help to soften the cervix, um, get your pelvis ready to be opening, and you know passing a babe through.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so my uh, my own labor was pretty straightforward I didn't have any any issues or or tearing or anything like that which I can't I don't know for sure if it was attributed to the steaming but it's just it's a, it was whole cool <laughs> experience yeah, yeah to yeah. Um, to just feel like my tissues were were prepared um, and so I haven't had the opportunity to work with very many people um, for labor prep in particular because she's only started offering that course pretty recently, but it's a really, really, really cool area. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah It can be really useful. Oh, and also for perimenopause too. Um, mm. If women are having any, um, there can be some funky stuff that comes up around that time um, and <clears> it can be useful <throat> for that too. And even postmenopausal for women that have um, vaginal dryness or any sort of discomfort, um, in that area. Steaming can be really useful for that too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just so, so many things all related to everything that happens down there. And so one thing that I've been learning a lot about in my training, and I'd love it if you could speak to this as well as the, like, there's so many physical benefits, obviously mm-hmm. um, from a physiological standpoint, but in terms of, you know, the emotional spiritual aspect, I've been learning a lot about how, you know, just we are, our, our uterus, our female genitalia, like it's just such a place of sacred power and, you know, our, our lower chakras are in that area. And it's just in terms of the healing that can happen there, what that can do for you on a spiritual, mental, emotional perspective, like what are your thoughts on that?
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, I think that I probably don't talk about that as much. Um, I, I think because I guess I'm, I'm, I'm like always kind of trying to see who my audience is. I'm mm-hmm. hugely fascinated by that and the womb's relationship to our creativity and our purpose in life and mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I guess I kind of ha- I'm, I'm more like oh, these are all the tangible things that it can help with. But yeah. absolutely, it is yeah. hugely related to um, any sort of like trauma that has occurred. Um, it can help to release that, to help a woman feel. I was recently listening to, um, it was Kelly and this, this woman, Kimberly Ann Johnson, if you don't know her, she is also an amazing powerhouse woman. She talks a lot about somatic experiencing. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about using steaming in particular for trauma release. Mm-hmm. Um, and how it can become an area that feels very shameful. And this can just be like cultural. It's not even necessarily that something in particular happened to you Um or to any woman, um, but just having shame about the that area of your body or feeling disconnected from it, steaming can offer this really beautiful practice to celebrate that area and mm-hmm. to have to feel good about that area to have it feel nice and alive and vibrant mm-hmm. where otherwise it feels it can feel kind of like shut down or like there's only these like negative sensations around it mm-hmm. Um so yeah it can be hugely beneficial for that too
1: yeah yeah and I feel like it's funny because I've been talking to a few people in my life about this training that I've been doing for this and they're like like Yoni state, like what? Because I th- I feel like there's just from a cultural perspective, there's such a disconnection between our vaginas and ourselves. And, you know, we're like so many women don't even know like what it looks like down there or what's going on. And, and, it, and there's, you know, especially around your cycle too, like there's this like, uh feeling about your period. And like, it's, there's this hatred about it. And, resentment and, you know, just wanting to take a birth control pill just to make it go away. Whereas I feel like this practice is such a beautiful way to reconnect us with this sacred area and kind of reestablish a different kind of relationship with it and, and help women to see that this is a natural, beautiful process. It's a natural, beautiful part of our bodies. And when we are more connected with it, we are more in tune. We are more creative. We are just, living into our, you know, most full selves in such a different way, because, you know, whenever we're disconnected from any area in our body energetically, it's cutting us off in some way, it's causing some sort of stagnation. And, you know, I think this, this area in particular, being more connected with it, it it just facilitates such great physical, emotional, spiritual change.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I guess I, I also want to be so yeah, two things. Um, one is that I've talked to women about steaming at times, and there's a lot of resistance. There's like, mm-hmm. that's weird. Why would you do that? Or even like kind of making fun of it or, mm. you know, that kind of thing. And I guess the, the way that I approach that now is that if you think it's weird, totally don't do it, and just ignore <laughs> this conversation. <laughs> you know, like just don't. It, it's yeah. Yeah. And this is how I feel about acupuncture too, because a lot yeah. of times people are like, "Oh, I don't like beetles." I'm like, "Okay, then don't get acupuncture.
2: <laughs> That's cool."
0: Yeah. Um, and so I never want us to, to feel like like I'm trying to convince anybody to do mm-hmm. anything that feels weird or wrong to them, um, and. And there some of the resistance um, can also come from healthcare providers if they're
2: Mm.
0: like, oh, that's dangerous or people are gonna get burned or you know, like that's Mm. really getting burned is the main thing that I've heard, which is so funny because people cook like stuff (laughs) on the stove. (laughs) It's like it burned. I don't know, but and the the temperature I'll say um should be a comfortable heat it should be like a comfortable mm-hmm. sort of like in the realm of a uh, facial type heat mm-hmm. so it's it, it really it shouldn't burn unless you're yeah. doing it incorrectly which is yeah then that would be an important time to to get some guidance around mm-hmm. doing it. so um with that said some people will say that the the vagina is self-cleansing. And so this is just, it's like in the realm of douching or something like that, which is mm-hmm. is actually not true. Well, the vagina is self-cleansing. So that part is is accurate. Um, and if there are symptoms, so like if you're having really painful periods, if your periods are irregular all over the place, if you have cysts and fibroids, endometriosis, anything, like if you're having fertility issues, if there's an issue, then the cleansing process that's supposed to be happening isn't happening. Mm. So it's like any symptoms that arise in our body, same thing with acupuncture. If people are having headaches, we need to either draw more energy to some sort, some area, some meridian, or we need to clear energy away from some meridian. Mm -hmm. And so if there's no symptoms, great, carry on with (laughs) what you're doing, because you're doing great. Yeah. Um, There was some other, thing that I was going to say you had mentioned something
1: connection with your period oh and your I body like
0: to just be sensitive to women that have things like endometriosis oh
2: yeah
0: pain really heavy bleeding things like mm-hmm. that I just want to be sensitive to the fact that it's not a beautiful experience for everyone Yes. So for me in particular, my main issue has always been um, the disappearance of my period. So Mm -hmm. I have a lot of respect and love for its presence because when it arrives, I'm just like, you know, I'm so connected to like the earth and being human. And like, it's just like a really, and I do so much um, reading and studying about like how, what an amazing thing that this is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just wanna be sensitive to the fact that I can't specifically relate to women that have this like excruciating pain that it's just like, you know, some women are getting their period like every couple of weeks they're spotting all the time, you know, they just mm-hmm. have like all these, or like they have these cysts that are bursting and you know, mm-hmm. like there, there could be some really gnarly things that at times need surgical intervention. Um, mm-hmm need other. So I don't want to, to present Yoni steaming as like, you're just going to like steam your vagina for 30 minutes. And then you're, all of your endometrius is going to be cured. Yeah. I, this is like a long-term thing that potentially is going to involve acupuncture, mm-hmm. abdominal massage. Um, as part of the abdominal massage, there's also a self-care massage technique mm-hmm. um, that I teach women steaming could potentially have to be like a daily practice. So this is Mm -hmm. not like a, a quick fix. fix.
1: Well, and it's funny that you you're on the spectrum of my period is absent Mm -hmm. and I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum where like my gynecologist told me she thinks I have endometriosis and Mm -hmm. you know, I have the heavy periods. I have the pain. I have the pain during sex sometimes like all of the things that make it not a pleasant experience at all, which is why I just resonate so deeply with what you're saying about being sensitive to that. And and I'll say in addition to that, like, because I have had so much pain and discomfort and worry about what's happening down there, I, that's one of the reasons why I feel so called. And I think a lot of women who are having a painful experience can resonate with that as well. Like, that's why this, this beautiful medicine is here. You know, it's one of the many reasons because it doesn't have to feel like this. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that I feel personally in starting to investigate different options outside of acupuncture, obviously, and what my gynecologist has told me, um, you know, just trying to find different ways to facilitate healing so that it is a different experience. And so that I can find more regulation and, um, more, more connection.
0: Out of curiosity, did yeah. your, what did your gynecologist suggest?
1: She told me that I either needed to take hormones that would put me into early menopause or that if I didn't get surgery, I would become infertile. Woo. And I literally <laughs> came home and sobbed my boyfriend and was like, what am I going to do? And luckily I have a very good friend here in Baltimore who is a pelvic PT oh, and yeah. she and I were having a conversation and she's like, "Uh, uh-uh. she's like, you're going to come see me first and we're going to see what's going on. And it turns out I have an overly, I mean, I might have endometriosis. I'm not sure I have, you know, you have to get surgery to have yeah. it checked, but it turns out I have, I think because of past um, traumas, I have a very overly, um, tight pelvic floor. Mm -hmm. And so, and I've been doing these exercises and pressure points and stuff, and I can feel when it just, it just naturally tenses up and, you know, women do like Kegel kegels, whatever, and stuff to try and make that happen. And I'm like, no, I need to do the opposite. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, ah, relax. Um, so I think, and, and I've been having immense success with that. So who knows what the future will hold, but you know, that, doing that sort of work and now, you know, I'm going to start doing yoni steaming regularly for myself and, you know, try out those options first before I go under the knife, because it might get to that. And if that's what needs to be done so that I can, you know, have babies one day, that's great. But it, I don't think that it will be.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I think that the, the biggest thing is, is education, Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that there's something broken in the Western medical system that there, that there isn't any like you know you can try these holistic things first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know if you still end up needing surgery, at least you can feel really grounded in that decision that you know, like mm-hmm. I really tried everything and everything. Natural, and you know, if I need to get surgery, that we'll cross well, the bridge when we get there.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, and so then I went back to see her and I said, you know, she was like, oh, did you talk to any of the specialists I recommended like for surgery? And I said, no, actually, I went to a pelvic PT and I've been working with her and I've been having less pain. And I've also been having less pain now that I don't have an IUD in my body. Yeah. And she was like, okay. She's like, well, can I put you on the pill?" I was like, nope, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh. But, you know, it's, I, it's a testament to what has been taught, you know, and what, it,
0: yeah, what is, I mean, it's no fault of any individual. No.
1: oh my doctor. God, of course it's not.
0: that they don't get, they're, they don't get the education. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's such a bummer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and she's so wonderful. And I like, I love her so much, but I was just like, no, I'm not taking that advice. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Well, good for you because she's, she sounds great too, because sometimes there can be this sort of like shame about like fertility awareness or Yoni steaming. Like, I mean, most women that I work with are like, Oh, I won't tell my doctor that I do that because (laughs) they don't, they're afraid they're going to get me fun of, Mm -hmm. you know, or like people are going to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like there's judgment (laughs) or like they, we'll try and convince them out of it or something. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Really but but is. At least if a doctor can just be like open-minded, that's a, yeah. 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 And
1: she was, you know, she, she looked a little like deer in the headlights <laughs> at first and I was like, yeah. yep, this is what I'm doing. And I'm an acupuncturist. So like, I'm in, I'm in this side of things. Um. So, yeah. but I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> and she yeah. was like, you know what, if that works for you then, you know, I'm happy. I, I just want you to not be in pain. Awesome. So I'm like, yes, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> and that's, true. and, you know, there needs to be more education for Western practitioners around this. And at the very least, having them having doctors like her that are open to this concept and, and being willing to be supportive of their patients um, in, in whatever avenue they're taking, you know, is, is a great place to begin.
0: Totally.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'd love it if we could switch gears a little bit and you could talk about our Vigo abdominal massage. Cause I know I knew nothing about that before we met and yeah, yeah I've learned a little and I'd love to hear more about that from you.
0: Yeah. Um, so that, that is a, a newer thing that I've added, um, to my practice and I, I mean, it can be used for similar things that steaming would be used for. I usually use them in conjunction and I kind of just let women decide if, if they think steaming is totally weird, then we just table that and don't ever talk about it again. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times, um, I will give like a home steam plan. I did offer, STEAM sessions when I just recently moved back to Connecticut, but I had a practice in California before where I offered STEAM sessions in person. Mm -hmm. But then if women didn't want to pay like an office fee to do that, and they wanted to focus their office time with me either doing acupuncture, abdominal massage, um, we would do that. And then I would give them a home STEAM plan. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it can be used for The same kind of stuff. Most people that come to me, I would say, are working on fertility or have cysts and fibroids are common. I've worked with endometriosis a lot, Um, and a lot of times, if women are working on fertility, there are some of those other issues going on too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically, we're just trying to realign all of the organs in the abdominal cavity, particularly the uterus.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So it takes, so the first portion of the massage is on the abdomen itself. There's a variety of techniques that you're doing. Um, it's a stronger technique, um, like a really, actually, yeah, you got, um, yeah, I can't remember her name, Maria.
1: I want to say yes. Yeah. You're
0: in, she- uh, Rafaela. Rafaela. Yes. John yeah. Rafaela. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. My husband's name is Raphael. So I can't believe I didn't remember, but, um, she does this, yeah. did this abdominal massage when we were in Mexico, just to give context for everybody else. Yeah. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: so, so that's basically what I do. So there's yeah. the, the front portion. Um, and then the Arvigo technique also has a portion on the back, which focuses mm. on the, um, the back of the pelvis and on the sacrum, because there's a lot of attachments ligament attachments from the uterus through the sacrum. Mm-hmm. So you're working on that area to sort of like loosen everything up so that the uterus can be in a more like centralized position, yeah. is the idea. Also just getting circulation into that area um, to just ensure that there's proper blood flow and, and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, so yeah. it can be used for digestive stuff too, anything that's going on um, in the abdomen. Um, if there, if a woman has an IUD, um, the, the lower, the, I mean, the lower portion of the massage that's on the abdomen goes all the way down into your pubic bone. So mm-hmm. it's just, um, you would only want to be doing like a very light, um, sort yeah. of like energetic touch than mm-hmm. like the deeper work Digging that you would be doing otherwise.
1: Yeah. 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 Cause I mean, and I can speak to it for anyone who's curious about learning more or receiving this treatment. When we were in Mexico, I got one of these massages from Rafaela, and it was so interesting because she spoke barely any English. I spoke no Spanish, and yet we just like were able to communicate. And I had fallen a while back and really whacked my tailbone out of whack, and she told me that. It had shifted all of my organs to the left. And she's like, your uterus is like over by your left hip. And so she literally, it was, it was a very intense experience. I could feel her moving my organs back into place. And then she did some work on my tailbone too. And I was at a point at that point where I was, anytime I sat for more than a few minutes, I was in pain. And when I returned from this trip after one session, I had no pain for about a month. So if I had continued, you know, with, regular, you know, checkups or sessions, I'm, I'm sure that it would be completely gone. Um, and that's something that we've worked on in pelvic PT too, is realignment of the tailbone because it's, you know, attached to the pelvic floor muscles, which are attached to the uterus and it's, it's just all, it's all so interconnected, Totally. but, but I, yeah, I can definitely personally speak to the efficacy and amazing, amazing healing properties that are healing. Yeah. Healing, healing that this yeah. that this has yeah yeah totally yeah yeah awesome um oh i was going to think what was i going to ask you it totally slipped my mind if you ha- okay yeah no i want to ask this instead um if there was like one golden nugget of wisdom that you would want women to walk away with in regards you know from today or in general in regards to their health, and especially in regards to their reproductive organs, what would you want them to know?
0: I think. I think, all of this goes back to being your own advocate and that you never have to do anything. Mm -hmm. You never have to take the birth control pill or get your uterus cut out or do anything. You don't have to steam. You don't have to get acupuncture. You don't have to do anything. You have to advocate for what you want to do. Mm -hmm. I think that's the main thing.
1: Yeah. Listen to your own intuition for what's right for your body and then seek out or don't seek out whatever you want. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, I I think that's absolutely perfect. Yes. We're, we're being told so many things that we're supposed to be doing every day and, and how we're supposed to be taking care of our bodies. And, and I think it, at the end of the day, it's, you know, back to the body wisdom and, We have everything that we need and just have to listen.
0: Yeah. I mean, and you can find a research study or an article to prove anything, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, like there's, there's so much information now that there will be just as many people saying that something's bullshit as saying that it's the most amazing thing that changed their life. Yep. So it just (laughs) kind of doesn't really matter (laughs) what other people do. Yeah you know, I mean, certainly do research, look into things, yeah. but yeah. Ugh. Like, you know, but you know, your body better than anybody.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, I think that's honestly a perfect place to end. Um, yeah. I could talk to you all day. I think we should do another podcast about something else in totally. regards to women's health or I don't know, because there's just so, so much, um, so much that we covered today and also so much, more that we could dive into. Um, but before we close, where can people go to connect with you further?
0: So I have a website, which is rosebudwellness.com. That's the name of my business Rosebud wellness. Um, and then I also have an Instagram account that I mostly just post pictures of my baby on right now. (laughs) Eventually I will, I will get back to um, posting more business related things, Um, but it's rosebud underscore wellness. And those are kind of the only two places I really am. All of my contact information, like my, my phone number, my email address is on rosebudwellness.com.
1: Cool. And I'll include those links in the show notes so people can find you. Cool. Sounds awesome. Good. Well, thank you so much for being here. It's been, I know it's audio for the listeners, but it's been so good to see your beautiful face and to reconnect and chat about something. I know we're both so passionate about.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun to yeah. Have a little chat that I hope will help other women.
1: Oh, I, I know that it will. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom as always. All right. All right, guys. And thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week.
2: Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you've heard, it would be everything if you would subscribe to this podcast and leave me a five-star review. It is my goal to spread as much healing energy and education as possible. And every little bit helps. So thanks again for listening. And until next time, namaste.